I think I think the main thing would just be to start. I mean, yeah. even if you know, if you go, if you if you went, I just want to try boxing. Just show up, and you know, one of the misconceptions that I had was, you know, I'm going to go there and get bashed. Yes, yes, <laughs> you will, but it's not like that on your first experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. You know, fight gyms in particular, they're extremely welcoming mm. to new members for people that are willing to learn. Yeah. Because, you know, coaches and, and you know, other fighters and, you know, gym owners, they know how daunting it can be, yeah. you know, for not your average Joe, but just for, you know, someone who's had a background in fitness, played footy and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it, it was daunting for me just to step in there and just to do, you know, an hour on the bag, just yeah. being in that environment. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. <laughs> Welcome to More Than Money with your host, Ross Murray. This episode of More Than Money is brought to you by More Time Financial, a financial planning company who are on a mission to help young Australians make smarter decisions with money by providing real-life financial advice, coaching, and financial education. Hey, what's up? It's Ross Murray. Welcome back to another episode of More Than Money. On this podcast, I have real conversations about lifestyle, money, and business. Sometimes I share interviews with business owners and entrepreneurs about starting their their own business and their journey. Other times we do financial education and informational episodes to help you make smarter decisions with money, just like this one. So if you're new here, consider subscribing. Now, before we get started on today's episode, this is just a friendly reminder in order to keep our lawyers happy that in preparing this podcast, myself and any contributors have not taken into account any particular person's objectives, financial situation or needs. So before acting on any of this information, you should consider its relevance to your personal circumstances and if required, seek the assistance of a licensed professional. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Money podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ross Murray. In today's episode, we have a less of a money-focused episode and more of a job slash career focus one for you. So in my job as a financial advisor and running my business, More Time Financial, I get to meet a lot of people. So whether that's clients or other business owners. And I'm fortunate to be exposed to a wide range of different careers, jobs, as well as different businesses that people decide to start. And I say that I'm fortunate because I personally am super interested in people and human behavior. So hearing different people's perspectives experiences gives me a a greater understanding of the world around me which i think is super valuable so just as i get so much benefit of from talking to these people and hearing their stories when i come across someone who's doing something cool or a little bit different as a job or a business i'm always interested to get them on the podcast and share their story with you just so uh, more and more people can hear different different experiences and maybe give you a, a greater sense of an understanding of what's possible for, for yourself, whether that's a job or maybe just a different hobby that um, you could potentially make some extra money from, which you maybe didn't realize was possible. And that's definitely the case for my guest today. So on today's episode, I have a really good friend of mine, Tanira Nathan, who is currently a combat sports commentator. And he has commentated for, for Fox Sports and also commentated over 30 professional MMA shows for the promotion Eternal. So in today's episode, I discuss with Tanira how his combination and love for health and fitness, in particular boxing and MMA, as well as his mum forcing him to take weekly professional communication classes since he was 15 years old, has led him down the path of commentating on sports. And after just doing two amateur PCYC, uh, or just being the MC for two amateur PCYC fight events, led him to commentating a boxing mania match on Fox Sports, which is pretty incredible. So I hope you get as much valuable information out of hearing Tanira's story as I did chatting with him, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. My name is Tanira Nathan. I am 29 years of age, almost 30, and have a few occupations. However, I think the uh, the one that we are here to mainly talk about today is that I've been commentating combat sports for the past three years. Combat sports. That Actually, this is probably a good place to start. Why do you call it combat sports? Combat sports. Well, it started doing boxing. Yep. Um, before I transitioned very quickly to um, focusing on commentating MMA. Yep. And um, to answer your question, why well, they call it combat sports. doesn't get any more combat com- than com- uh, <laughs> it's combat sports. Combat sports. <laughs> combat sports. I love it all. Boxing, yep. MMA, Muay Thai. 
don't like training Muay Thai because I can't handle the leg kicks. Yep. But um, but love uh, love the sports, um, mainly MMA. Yeah. MMA, the wrestling side of it. Wrestling. Wrestling side of it. Yeah. Boxing. Wrestling and boxing were my uh, two favourites at a uh, high school, as uh, as you probably know, <laughs> Roscoe. <laughs> How many um, how many fights have you had? I've only had two, uh, what you would call corporate fights. Corporate, yeah, yeah, a few years ago now. So, you've got your amateur fights where it goes on your record. Yep. Um, professional uh, fights where it also goes on your record, but you obviously uh, get paid for that. Yeah. Corporate fights, they still do them today. They're pretty rare. Um, but this was probably back in, she's uh, would have been 2011 now. At the uh, what was that? Was that a boxing fight? A just bo- a boxing box, fight. Yeah. yeah. Boxing yeah. match. Boxing match. Yes, boxing match. Um, 12-ounce gloves, no headgear. They don't usually have weight classes for cor- corporate fights. I know they do today, but back then they didn't. But uh, luckily, uh, me and me uh, counterpart were uh, around the same weight, 100 plus kilos. 100 plus. And uh, yeah, no one enjoyed it. Enjoyed the experience. So, uh, do, you, do you win in those fights or is it just a- Look, I mean, you, you usually usually there's some sort of, uh, not, a, not agreement, but um, but you're not really meant to go 100% and understanding, <laughs> and understanding yeah. like, like an exhibition. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, there was a, there wasn't really that between uh, between me and uh, both of my opponents. Uh, the first guy I fought, his name was uh, Eduardo Lim. Yeah. The big Korean dude. And did, then the second did, guy. Did you feel that you won? Did you put it down in the win or lost column? Look, I think you'd have to let the fans decide uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's any video footage, thank goodness. <laughs> um, but uh, look, I, I enjoy the experience, both of them. Yeah. Um, and that th- they were back to back, week after week. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Very, very, very nerve wracking experience. Very different to playing rugby. Yeah. You know, I think um, you know you see a lot of the footy guys get in there today, and they're you know confident as hell. Complete opposite for me. Um, when you haven't got fifteen other blo- 14, no, 14 other no, blokes around you. No, I can't hide behind you and uh, <laughs> you and JB and Kimo and whoever else, yeah. <laughs> whoever else uh, on the footy field. But um, but no, I enjoyed it, and I think um, at that time I, mean, I was only what back 2011, 19, yeah, turning twenty. Um, it was right before I um, took off to West Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, had to do it. Had to do it. I was training at uh, Prophecy Fight Center at the time. Yeah, I think they were located just around the corner. And um, a few of the boys were fighting on a local MMA show and um, they had a couple of boxing shows. So um, me and one of the boys just uh, trotted off and had some fun. Nice, nice. So, <laughs> but that, that's more, that, that, is, that is the extent of my experience yeah, in the ring. Okay, okay. <laughs> so what do you prefer to call it? Do you prefer to call it MMA or combat, just combat or just uh, fighting? Well, I, I commentate primarily MMA today. Yeah, okay. And, 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 and the majority of the training that I do at at the local gym at Carlson Gracie, yeah, is is focused on MMA. Okay. Um. So yeah. So so what was your first experience of MMA or combat? Probably at school. Yeah. You remember when we were at, we were at school wrestling with hurls, Mister Hurley? Yeah. And um, if you, if you remember, very, he went, very angry man. Very angry man. If you remember, we were training in two thousand and seven. That that first fifteen team, team of the century. Um, he went out and bought the wrestling mats, put it in the centenary center, and we're all standing around like right. We're wrestlers now. Um, that was my first uh, exposure or experience, and I loved it. Yep. You know, we wrestle every, I think it was every Tuesday and Thursday, 2007, 2008, our year in 2009. And then, you know, leaving school, continuing to play for, 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 for what it was, Breakers, Bond Uni back then, um, I, ju- I, I just carried on wrestling at Prophecy Fight Center. So, did you, did you go straight? Did you start doing it? Straight after school, straight after you, school. Kept, you just kept going. Straight after school, I just I had a mate. I was training at EFC at the time, just just lifting weights, and he goes, "Oh, come down, come down to the gym, do some MMA." And I pretty much went down there just to um, just to do the wrestling side of it to help with rugby, because you know a lot of the movements, a lot of the grappling, um, I thought would be able to probably more so with rugby league, but would definitely um, help with rugby union. Yeah. But then you know, two three. <laughs> two three weeks later and uh my two-week trial uh ran out i ended up joining up and you know started doing the boxing side and so what was that gym was that a that was an mma gym mma gym, MMA gym slash probably muay thai gym do you it, mm. i'm like i'm sure it was when you look at the history mm. but do you ever remember ufc when we were back at school like no i don't ever remember it being a thing definitely not as big as it was today no i mean i remember all the fighters like, you know, you had Chuck Liddell, you had Vandalay Silva. Uh, what was this? It was like 2007, maybe 2008. But I, just, I mean, we were just so focused thing. on – no, yeah. it wasn't really. And I mean, it wasn't like it is today. I mean, 
we were just so focused. Well, I guess on it rugby. wasn't mainstream. Like it was obviously there, but it wasn't mainstream. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Not like not like it is today. But you, you had the big superstars that I that I like to follow. Um, I mean, you also had Pride Fighting Championships, which was which was pretty big around back then. Um, but no, definitely not in the media like you see it today, yeah. and especially social media. I mean, yeah. why be a football player when you can be a be a fighter on Instagram, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that was your kind of first experience doing it purely yeah. for rugby, and then doing yeah. it after school was just purely for for rugby, and then you got hooked. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, my coach at the time, his name was Chris Kirby. And I told him straight off the bat, I said, look, I'm really only here just to do the wrestling. And he was a he was a um he was an amateur wrestler, Greco Roman, um, freestyle wrestling, very, very good wrestler. And he was actually there to teach the MMA slash wrestling class. And I told him straight up, I just said, Hey mate, look, I'm really only here, not interested in fighting, um, but I'm only here to improve uh improve my uh my skills for rugby because I think this will help me progress, you know. Yeah. to where I wanted to go in rugby. And he goes, you yeah, know, that's fine. Come along, see how you go. And then two, three weeks later, you know, I'm in there hitting pads and kicking the heavy bag. And it was just, it was really, really fun. And it was quite refreshing as well, you know, because after being saturated at school and rugby's all you think about, and even when you leave school, um, you know, just to kind of see something different, I really enjoyed it. So that was my first exposure experience. And, you, and with- you're hooked from then. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much hooked. I mean, I I knew that I was never going to go on and fight in the UFC, but 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 I loved um I loved the training. Yeah, I loved the training side, and I'm glad I had the experience when it comes to, you know, I don't I don't think you could call the two corporate fights I had, you know, on record as an amateur or as a professional. Yeah. Um, but you know, made the walk, had the experience, and and enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I definitely think that that that's an experience that I'll. I hold with me for the rest of my life, and it's probably what's led me here today, to be honest. Well, what, yeah, I was going to ask, what was it? Reckon the reason you kept training was it keep fit, the community, you like punching people, or like relaxation, meditation? Like, what was the? I enjoyed the training. Yeah, I enjoyed the training. It wasn't like rugby where every everything you did led to the game on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, like yourself, our training during the week, six days, twice a day. You know, it's all for that eighty minutes. Whereas I just, I actually enjoyed going to the gym and right, what what new skill can I learn today? What new move are we going to learn today? You know, you don't really know. It's not like footy where you know you see the same people every day. You have new bodies, you have new people. People come from different backgrounds, different experiences, mm. um, and that's the thing. You know, you, you leave all that stuff at the door when you when you're on the mats or in the ring. You know, you do have that mutual respect for each other. Um, so I did it purely for the training. Yeah. Um, you know, not to. You know, in ten years' time, yeah, I'm going to be a commentator. I'm going to be a fighter. I did it just because, just because I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, not all the time, obviously, but uh, <laughs> but you know, it's um, even to this day. You know, I don't have any ambitions or aspirations on taking this any further than what it already is. But to learn, yeah. And I think that's why you know I've kind of gone back to it in the last three or four years is to learn things that I don't know about the sport. Mm-hmm. And mainly, just you're doing at the moment. Okay, so I'll get to that now. But like. Mm-hmm. The training you're doing at the moment is you're close to MMA. You're not focusing on one particular style or yeah. I mean, discipline. yeah. I mean, at the gym at Carlson Gracie, at Carlson Gracie, it's primarily a, a jujitsu gym. Yeah, but we do have MMA classes. Okay, so you know, I don't know if you know Cam Bracewell. He'll take the wrestling class. Um, Sam Dolby coaches judo, and he also fights as well. I'll go there just just like as just like as a, as a sparring partner for them. Gotcha. Um, I probably need to do a bit more uh, BJJ. Um, you know, you, you, I'm your classic one stripe white belt disappear for a year. Uh, <laughs> sorry, coach. Um, but, um, but no, I do. And I think the main reason I do go there, and I'm, I'm only there, you know, twice a week, three times a week, but it, but it is to learn, to help out the fighters. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's mainly for my knowledge. Yeah. Um, so when I'm in the booth, when I am commentating, you know, I can see things that I wouldn't see, you mm. know, previously. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So at at the moment you train is it two or three times a week? Yeah, is that a set thing you do every week? Yep, same time. Yep, same, Usu- same gym. Usually, yeah, okay. usually uh, Tuesday Tuesdays is uh, is MMA. Yep, um, and then Saturdays is sparring. And at the same gym both times. Same gym both times. Carlson Gracie. Same coach. Same train. Like same training partner. Usually, yeah. Yep. Usually you have you'll have the same same bodies. Um, you know, especially if we've got guys preparing for fights. Um, yeah, you'd want to have as many bodies as you can. Doesn't always turn out that way, um, but yeah, for the most part, you will have 
you know, the same guys show up for yeah. for the same classes, yeah. You're training at the moment, so you're doing obviously just for fun and yeah. to stay fit. But Absolutely. You're doing mat work, you're doing cardio. Yep. Like what other stuff are you doing? You still doing strength training? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do, I'll do my you're own strength doing, training. You're yep. doing rugby and stuff? Like. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I played – I only played two games for Bond this year, but you know, had a season with a honorary member, honorary member, a lifetime member at, at Bond Uni. Um, but you know, played for Bond last year. That was my first year back since I think about oh, she's probably 2014. Yeah, I think since the last time uh, were you there back in 2014? Uh, Where were you? Yeah, I was 2014 at, at Bond. 2014 at Bond. Yeah, yeah, I think we were all there. Um, got injured, took you know six years off. Come back last year, played for Bond. Mm. Played a season of rugby league for the uh, mighty Parkwood Sharks. Nice. Uh, won the uh, 2020 premiership there and then went back to Bond this year. Um, but just got caught up. So what so like, at the moment, Yeah, obviously every week I'm sure changes a bit, but what would be like a typical training <clears throat> schedule? For me? Yeah. Uh, it could be better, but Monday Monday would usually be strength. Either, you know, I'll go to like the bar park, just do some strength training. And then we usually play Monday night touch. Nice. I've uh, been going strong there. Um, Tuesdays would be, if I can get to MMA, would be MMA at uh, at 6.30. Um, and is that it? That MMA class is just a general? Like, general. General, yeah. like anyone could rock up to it. So you'll have all levels. Yeah, you'll have all levels there. You'll have, you know, like I said, you'll have the fighters there. Then you'll have your beginners like myself. Yeah. Um, and then you'll have, you know, people that, you know, may have done the earlier 5.30 uh, BJJ class, I'll hang around for some MMA as well. Okay. Um, and that's on 6.30 at Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, I'll just do my own strength training. Um, Thursday, if it's in season, I'll make my uh, weekly appearance at uh, Bond Rugby <laughs> to get named in the side only to uh, decline on the Saturday. <laughs> so Thursday will usually be uh, strength and, uh, and rugby training. And then um, Friday, can either take the day off or uh, another light strength session there before uh, sparring on sparring on uh, Saturday morning. And what's a sparring session look like? Like an hour, two hours? Usually, usually anywhere between say sixty sixty to seventy minutes. Yeah. Um, and doing rounds like you would. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, everyone will run their sparring differently. Um, to be quite honest with you, you know, I don't really classify myself as a coach, but just from what I've seen from um, you know my mates who have fought and. Uh, you know, <clears throat> sparring at, at at other gyms as well. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd rock up there at six o'clock, do your own individual warm ups, and then at six fifteen, you'd have, you know, you could do you know maybe two or three light rounds. And then the general consensus is that you know if if you're in fight camp, um, like we do with Sam and and Will and the other fighters, um, you depending on what what length the rounds are and how many rounds there are, you could do anywhere between three five-minute rounds or you could even extend that to uh, five five-minute rounds. Gotcha. And, um, you know, usually we'll do work with the with the 16 ounces and the shin pads and then you'll put the uh, the seven-ounce MMA gloves on and do some full MMA sparring for, gotcha. say, two or three rounds at the end. So pretty intense. I mean, if you're free on Saturday morning, feel free to come down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bring the camera. Can bring the camera. <laughs> bring the camera. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good to know that what – what because I think that's the well, we'll come to it in a bit in terms of if you were, if you were starting out what kind of training you should be doing mm. so we'll come to that um, in in a bit but what do you see besides the the fitness x x aspect of it as the benefits of doing MMA personally or for someone else I guess I think besides besides the fitness aspects of it I mean mentally it's helped me a lot um, you know and, and I'm proud to say this you know I think in in 2016. Um, you know, like we all face, you know, you, I didn't really know what I was doing with my life and I was going through a lot mentally and it wasn't until um, one of my good mates, Stace, he invited me down to just the local PCYC. He said, hey, mate, come do some boxing. I was dealing with a few injuries at the time. He said, come do some boxing, um, see how you go. Yeah. And I think, you know, other than the work that I was doing, you know, back in 2010, six years later, that's what really reignited, um, you know, my passion, not just for training, but just for life in general. You know, I think um, I always related to, you know, I started out as a beginner again in, mm. 2000, in 2016, um, you know, just, just learning new things um, and it was strictly boxing. But I think that if you incorporate what I learned in the beginning um, right up until now, you know, almost five years later, um, it, it helped me mentally, Yeah. you know, because, you know, a lot of the problems that we face in life, you know, we, we struggle to get away with them. You've got no choice to get away from them when you're in the ring, whether mm. you're doing drill work or whether it is full sparring or, you know, you're on the bag, you know, your problem is what's in front of you. Yeah. And I think for me, within that within that 60 to 90 minutes, that allowed me to, you know, just leave everything at the door, come and focus 
And when you go back to it, you know, the endorphins you release in your body, you feel better, you feel more confident. Yeah. And I think that's what helped me. So other than the physical benefits of, you know, weight loss or muscle gain, whatever whatever you want to do, as well as learning new skills, mm. the one thing I can definitely testify is that um, it's it's helped me mentally. Yeah. And I think that that's why I've, you know, gained a greater love for the sport um, than I did, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, for mm. sure. Yeah. yeah, I find it so interesting. I think it's... Like, because obviously at the moment, like for me, tra- yeah. just training, go to the gym, go, go running. Yeah. It's like, it's fine, but you always miss that bit of like mm. obviously playing rugby. Like you miss that being, yes, mate. obviously not being <laughs> sec- like being sexist, but like being yeah. like doing manly shit. Absolutely. Like yeah. Fighting people, like wrestling or like tackling someone, <laughs> like hitting someone, yeah. like yeah. that kind of stuff. You yeah. obviously, I don't do that. Mm. You can't do that in public. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can obviously hit someone legally in, in, a, in a gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amen to that, brother. Hey, well, come down Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you reckon is one of the biggest misconceptions about MMA training that maybe non non MMA or non fighters have? <laughs> non fight. Well, speaking as a non fighter myself. Well, I guess train, uh, <laughs> just fighting or training. Like, what's the do you reckon the bis- biggest misconception that when you say, "Oh, I do MMA," <clears throat> do people just go, "Oh, cool"? So you're going to try and get in the UFC? Like, yeah, that that's one of them. That's one of. Them. I th- I think yeah, that's. <laughs> It's funny you ask that. I, th- I think that's one of the misconceptions that um, that I had when I was first starting was that, you know, I was always a bit, um, a, a little bit, a little bit, you know, hesitant when it came to um, trying MMA because I didn't want that stigma of, oh, you know, you're an MMA fighter, you're just another tough guy. That's not what it is at all. Yeah. Um, I think that was the um, the view of MMA fighters in the early days. Yeah. You know, when you used to watch the UFC and. You know, you used to see Chuck Liddell with the mohawk and the tattoos. You know, we do. We make that. Yeah, scariest looking, like scariest world. dude on the planet. We don't want to go near him. But you know, I think, I think as as I've gotten to know the fighters, uh, you know, over the years of commentating, you know, they're, they're just they're just they're just normal guys like me and you. Yeah, that have a passion for a sport the same way that me and you absolutely love love rugby or yeah. rugby league or, or whatever else. And um, you know, I think that I think that's the misconception is that it's. it's you know, it's it's no longer seen as a tough guy sport. Mm. It's actually seen like like we were talking about earlier before. It's it's really mainstream these days. So yeah. you know, someone says, you know, I'm, a, I'm an MMA fighter, and they don't have a mohawk or tattoos. I mean, some do, or a, but, or a tap out shirt, or a tap out shirt, or a, or a or a silver star or silver star shorts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know that. You know, some of them do, but the the general consensus is, you know, we, we see these guys as I see them now as as athletes mm. and not just not just tough guys fighting in a cage yeah i mean some people still sport that view but at the end of the day you know i've, I've spoken to a lot of fighters commentated a fair few fights and you know they're, they're, they're just they're just normal guys like me and you that have a passion for a sport yeah some of them are, are going to the ufc and i can definitely some of the ones that i've that i've watched and commentated lately um, will make it to the ufc but other people you know like myself do it for the training do it to learn more um and then you know, say they do have a couple of fights and it does take off. Well, well, full, full. Um, you know, good luck to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the misconception that I found um, in the beginning was, yeah, it's 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 not just a tough guy sport. I mean, when I went to Prophecy back in the day, you had a lot of tough guys there because it was just it was just <laughs> it was it yeah. was still in that stage. Yeah. But you see the way the sports progressed. Excuse me, especially here on the Gold Coast because you know every man and his dog, you know, has or had an MMA gym at some stage mm-hmm. here on the coast especially down here, you know, Miami and even further south. Um, you know, it's it's really come into its own where it's, you know, it's it's not just, you know, your, your tough guy competition. It is it is being seen as a sport, which I think is good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming back to the thing about the UFC, I find I always find it interesting because people are like, oh, I'm I'm training I'm training UFC. It's like no, you're not. Yeah. You're doing MMA. I feel like it's the same as like <laughs> people are like, oh, I play NRL. Yeah. It's yeah. like no, you don't play in the National <laughs> Rugby League tournament. You play rugby league. Yeah, I mean, you're if not, you want to. You're not playing in a row. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's funny. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I joke all the time with my mates at work. Yeah, I'm just going to go do some UFC training. Yeah, going to see UFC yeah, training. Enjoy your UFC. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. And, you know, I only use Chuck Liddell as, you know, because that's who I saw yeah. as an example, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's because, you know, people, people know, yeah. you know, he's, you know, he's, he was the big dog back in the day. But um, but that's the image that you know people sometimes still get, you know, training UFC. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so if we we change things to a little bit from training to the commentating, yeah, which is obviously you're in the commentating look at the moment. Yeah. You got the, yeah. the headphones and the microphone on. <laughs> how did how did that all come about? Where did that where did you start, or how did it start? Yeah, 
so I, I remember being at university and I was in accounting for decision making. I did that one. Did you? Yeah. How good is it? High distinction for you, mate, especially. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic subject. <laughs> How good. <laughs> but I was sitting in that class and I think it was like semester two and for whatever reason, I was just daydreaming and I just, you know, when you have those light bulb moments, yeah. it was one of those ones where the light bulb went off for me. It didn't come on, it went off. It was like, what? No more, what no more decision making. No more decision. I mean, yeah, no more decision making, but I need to make some serious decisions because I was like, man, I, I just got no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I walked out of that class. You know, I knew I was going to finish the degree. So this, this is what, what, what year? 2016. Yeah. 2016, I knew I was going to finish the degree because I'd started. But, you know, between 2016, 2017. What, what was the degree you were studying? Bachelor of Business. Yeah. Like everyone else. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, majoring in sports management. Yep. And I think the other one was marketing or finance. Yeah. I don't even Something. know. Something. But, um, but no, I knew I wanted to finish the degree. Um, but, you know, over the next couple of years, I really needed to, to figure out what I was going to do. And I think that, you know, I'd... I felt like I had the communication skills to do something, whether it was talk show hosting, radio hosting, podcasting, whatever. I just, I just, I just didn't know. But I was training at PCYC at Bundle at the time, and my coach, his name's Jay. Um, he he was organising tournaments for the amateur boxers at the gym. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, you know, just one day, I think it might have been early on a late twenty sixteen. I said to him, I said. Hey, you know when you have your tournaments, do you have an MC like like a Bruce Buffer? I said, do you do you have someone on the mic that just introduces the fighters? And and he goes, yeah, yeah, we do. I said, look, can I do it? And he goes, really? And I said, yeah, no, I just I just want to try it. I said, can I do it? And you'd never done anything, nothing. Have you like MC'd a couple of weddings or like you'd done like speeches, nothing. like no, nothing? Did you enjoy public speaking, anything like that? Well, I did. I did. Um, I got a a professional certificate of communication skills at school. Gotcha. So I did that with with one of the teachers at school. Her name was Miss Warburton, and once a week I would go and have communication classes with her. I did not know that. This wasn't. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say you probably didn't know didn't this. Know that. I did it undercover. Um, obviously, wasn't going to tell any of you blokes. Just what one, one like one on one. Just one on one. Just one on one. Why'd you do that? Well, my mum put me into it. See, I'd been doing it since I was year nine, and no one even knew because you guys would mock the hell out of me and you know laugh me out the door. <laughs> I was never going to tell any of you blokes in the locker room, but I, I did this undercover from about year nine till year 12. And, and it's just like anything else. So, you know, I definitely credit that. So that would be 100%. The, I, I definitely credit that. And, you know, I'll, I, I definitely uh, uh, owe her a big thank you when I see her next. Yeah. Um, so what did, that, what did that look like? Go one-on-one -on -one for like what, an hour or something? Just one-on-one -on -one for an hour. On like a what, Wednesday afternoon when we didn't have training? Wednesday afternoon when we didn't have training when all you blokes were in chemistry with Miss Waring, so you couldn't, oh, where, where's, where's he gone? Where's he disappeared to? No, completely undercover um, and I did that once a week for an hour. So what'd you do? Like, just She just taught me, you know, different things. It wasn't necessarily like the speech or drama acting side. Yeah. But it was more so, you know, my posture's terrible now, but it was more so presenting yourself, yeah. you know, how to communicate using body language. You can pull the mic back yeah, up. I might so do that actually. Yeah, there you go. Get the shoulders there back. Go. Get the shoulders You back. think I'd know what I'm doing. Then she'll be happy. There we go. Are you happy now? If she oh. watched this. <laughs> Terrible posture. But it was, it was just stuff like this. It's one-on-one and then she'd teach me, right, when you're speaking, body language here. When, when you know, it'd be like, you know, I'd do things like, like reading poetry, you know, but it wouldn't necessarily be the content of the poem. Yeah. It would be more so the delivery. Um, I think for one of my exams, I did a hucker yeah. in front of the examiner by myself in the Anand Theatre. Yeah. Just me and him by myself. Ended up passing the exam, thank goodness. But it was just different things like that. Getting out of your comfort zone. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, as me and you both know, public speaking, is it's 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 a big fear of a lot of people. For me now, at the ripe age of 30, it's probably one of the easiest things I could do. Is it, so, it funny? Like, I'm just thinking about then, mm. like, the value that, like, the shit that I do now, like, I literally speak every single day, like, Absolutely. on the phone in meetings, like, yeah. doing presentations, trying to communicate and yeah. educate people about certain things. So if I had done something like that, yeah. it would be so beneficial. But as you said back then, yeah. we would have paid you out about <laughs> yeah. it, and no one would have wanted to do it. And you did it, you did it secretly. I did it secretly. But exactly. it would have been the most beneficial thing for everyone. It would have. It would have. And you know, I mean, look. And this is not to to be an, to be an arrogant asshole, which which I am. But you know, it's people say, oh, you know, you, you know, I, I am good on the mic. 
I never inhale that. But what I do is I credit that to the work that I did at school. And then pretty much all I'm doing now is I'm just bringing out all those skills to be able to, you know, give the fighters their moment. Yeah. You know, whether it's commentating rugby, whether it's commentating MMA or, or, or on the mic in boxing, it's it's using those skills to be able to that that's why I do it and that's why I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Was because I know I've got the foundation there. So it's like, right, now I now I can actually use it. And, you know, mum always said, you know, you'll thank me one day. And, you know, pretty much after I commentated, you know, my first show for Fox, I ended up thanking her. Thanks, mum. <laughs> Thanks, mum. <laughs> Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, didn't didn't know. That. I'm glad you didn't know that. I didn't that's know a, that's that a hidden gem there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. epic. Yeah. No. So you did it. You, you did that first one. So I did the first one at PCYC, which is just boxing. Anyone at PCYC, obviously, just your local. Your local. Very amateur, like. Yeah, local tournament. You had kids there ranging from the ages of like you know twelve to you know your elite amateurs who would have been you know early twenties. Yeah. Um, I, th- I remember that card clearly because it started at. 10 o'clock in the morning and I didn't get home till one o'clock the next, the next morning. They had 80 fights. 80. And my coach loves doing this. He loves stacking cards. Um, and they had fighters all around the country. And you did the whole day? Did the whole day. Started there at 10 o'clock. On, on the mic or just using the voice? On the mic. Pretty much all yeah. it was. It wasn't really, it wasn't really, um, I wasn't commentating, but yeah. pretty much what it was from the blue corner, Ross Moraes from the red corner, Jack Kimmins, whoever yeah. else, round one, you know, but- I treated it, and there's a there's a clip out there. I treated it like it was kind of my audition for myself. Have you got that clip? I do. I'll send it to you later. <laughs> it's hilarious. Perfect. Um, went full Bruce Buffer in, nice. in, in that clip, and you know it was it was just pretty much. I just wanted to see if one if I enjoyed it, and two if I felt like I could take it somewhere. Yeah. You know. So I did that one show. I think I did one that was in uh, it was in June 2017. I did another that, one. And that was the first one? That was the first one, June 2017. Yep. I said to my coach, I'll do it for free. And I told him, I said, you know, if you've got any other shows coming up, lock me in. He goes, done. Um, had, sorry, before jumping on the next thing. Yeah, no, that's all right. Had you seen, like obviously you said Bruce Buffer before, like, mm. had you seen anyone else like doing it? You're like, oh, that would be cool if I was the Bruce Buffer. No, just Bruce Buffer. That's it, yeah. Just Bruce Buffer. And to be honest, when I was watching the fights, I wasn't really even paying attention to them. I mean, obviously, the week leading up to that, I was, you know, I was nervous as hell. Yeah. Um, you know, and looking back on it, you can kind of say it was just an amateur show, but for me, it wasn't. It was like this was an opportunity to actually see if I could take this and do something with it. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I wanted to give the fighters their moment, you know, because, you know, if you watch Bruce Buffett, if you watch, you know, how proud the fighters are when they do get introduced by him, it's the coolest thing in the world, yeah. you know, better than being a fighter. I mean, I, you know, I, I, whether it's an, at an amateur level or a professional level, um, being on the mic, it's, it's a big moment. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, I, I hope the fighters did as well. <laughs> From the feedback back I got, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not all of them, but... Um, so so but what happened yeah. then? So you did the first one, which is just mm. your, your local PCYC. And yeah. then what, what happened? So I did another one for the PCYC in September. Um, same again. Um, didn't didn't go all out Bruce Buffer, but I think I, I may have did it just just for the main suit, event. Suit and tie, or just suit and tie. Suit and always tie. suit and tie. Nice. Always suit and tie. Um, and then I think it would have been March March 2018. Yeah, I think I was at home, and I got a call from my coach, and he goes, "What? Are, what do you? What? Are you? He goes, "Hey, what are you doing? So we've done two, you've done two PCYC, two amateur shows just yeah. for the PCYC. Yeah." And I was at home and my phone starts ringing. My coach's number comes up and I was like, oh, man, what have I done now? It's it's never good news. Um, but I ended up picking up the phone and he goes, he goes, hey, what are you doing? I was like, oh, just at home, just just finished training. And he's like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, uh, oh, I'm just I'm working tonight. He's like, yeah, not anymore. Um, they need a commentator down at the Tweed Sports Club for uh, for Boxing Mania. It's a, it's a pro show. And I said, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah. yeah so, you what, want- so what does that mean? What's a pro, like pro show? Pro show. So in the context of? We got amateur PCYC, yep. UFC at the top, or whatever the box. Professionals, yeah. Pretty much the main difference is that amateurs don't amateurs you, you don't get paid. Yeah. If you're a professional, you, you, you get a purse. And so they're getting they're getting paid. They're getting paid. Yeah. Anywhere between, you know, the millions that they make on uh, on Showtime boxing and uh, you know two hundred dollars with a free burger at big at uh, at Hungry Jack. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what, what was it? What was this show in the kind of context? This show was a big show. Yeah, this show was a big show. So when I when I got there. Um, so what, what was your first thought when you got that call? Oh, when I got that call, I, I shut my pants. Yeah, no, I did. I really did. And and I said to him, I said, yeah, he goes, it's 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 a pro show. It's what, called what, Boxing Mania. What time was this that you got the call? This was probably about nine o'clock in the morning and I started work at I think 11 o'clock. 
So he called me at nine o'clock and he goes, what are you doing tonight? I said, I'm working. And he goes, not anymore. You're commentating Boxing Mania, Tweed Sports Club. Oh, and by the way, it'll be for Fox Sports. What? Yeah, and that's when I shat my pants. I was like, yeah, sweet. Let's do it. Who cares? Because I'm either going to bomb it. So this is on Fox Sports, like it wasn't live. So they'd have a they'd ha- they'd have a production team yeah. do all the production, you know, as as you know, as you know, and then they would they would rebroadcast it. Um, but but that was my that was my first experience. And when I got that call, hung up the phone, called work. Yeah, hey mate, uh, not feeling too well today, <laughs> mate. You start in two hours. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, you start in two hours. Yeah, no, just not going to happen today, mate. <laughs> Hung up the phone, <laughs> told my wife. I was like, "Hey, um, yeah, can we uh, can we rain check date night? We're going to the going to the Tweed Sports Club." She's like, "Oh, what are you it's doing?" Ju- it's just as nice, I promise. <laughs> it's just as nice. It's just as nice as paddock or or Omeros or glass or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, and she was awesome. She was so supportive. She's like, "Okay, sweet, let's go." So, um, so yeah, we ended up I, the whole day. Uh, I was anxious. So, what time do you get down there? I got down there. The, the show, I think the show first fights were at six o'clock, I think, around yeah. six. And then the pro card started at around eight. And um and that whole day I was just so nervous. And I was just thinking about it. I was like, man. No shit. I was just like, man, <laughs> boxing mania, tweet heads, you know. I was, you know, from going from an amateur show at the PCYC, which I was nervous for anyway, to go into this. You know, if he hadn't have told he shouldn't have told me he was on Fox, but he did anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, to going, you know commentating my first show for Fox Sports. Not live, but yeah. nonetheless, it's going to end up on- Still, it's Fox Sports. You know, my dad's going to watch this. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. Was, my dad's going to watch this one day. Better yeah. be, it better be good. Um, you know, the whole day I was just just nervous as hell. But, you know, obviously, you know, called into work, ended up getting there around five o'clock, suit and tie, the whole shabam, and- um, and it was full on. What, so like they come up and you're like, this is what we want from you. Like, do you talk? Like, how did it kind of, how did it run? So you, you'll laugh at this. And um, it was it was the funniest thing. So I got there and I was, I was meant to meet, you know, with, with one of the production guys and, and he wasn't there. Um, so I rang. Good start. I rang the head coach, head coach of um, one of the fighters. His name was Angelo Hyder. Angelo Hyder, Nick Midgley, two very, very uh, notable names in boxing. Um, and I rang Angelo and I said, Angelo, who am I meeting with? He goes, oh, just, just go to the front door. They'll, they'll pick you up. Sweet. So I rock up the front door. I just told the lady, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm here to commentate the show. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Gave me the band, gave me everything. Walked in, got to the commentary booth, saw the headsets and everything. I was like, it's it's actually happening. I was like, it wasn't meant to happen this quick. Yeah. Um, and I was commentating with a guy called Peter Maniatis, and he's he's an Australian Boxing Hall of Famer. He's also the top promoter uh, did for you, boxing did you know in who Australia. He was? Had no idea. Who he was. <laughs> hey, I'm, no, I'm Tanira. I'm just, just, just coming from the local PCYC. Had, had no idea who he was, and I was so embarrassed because you know I got there, and you know I was the only one there, and um, and you know everyone's running around here just 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 getting the last the last minute things and. You know, half an hour before the fight start, I'm just sitting at the booth. I'm just like, right, I'm just going to wait for something to happen. And if I see something happen in the ring, I'm just going to commentate it. So anyway, fast forward about an hour. I meet Peter. Um, I met the met, met the production manager. And then, you know, we we didn't commentate the undercard. We just watched the undercard. Um, and the whole time, I'm just thinking, man, what do I say? Uh, what am I going to do? Like, you know, I've gone from MC to not just being in the commentary booth, but I was actually the analyst for the night. So Peter was, so you, you know, here you have, you know, you kind of, you know, back in the day you had your Mike Goldberg and your Joe Rogan. Joe yep. Rogan's still there today. Yep. He does most of the analyst uh, side of things for the fight, along with other fighters like Dominic Cruz, Paul Felder, so on and so forth. Um, I think the main guy for the UFC today is John Anik. He'll do, you know, your sponsors, your lead-ins, and then your big climatic finishes. Gotcha. That's what I was expecting to do. Because we, not not the analyst part. Not the analyst part because because you're not an analyst. Well, because I'm not an analyst, I'm not qualified. You know, you can't qualify yourself with two corporate fights ten years ago, and then, and then go on there and sit and start analysing the pros. And oh, I think you should do this. And oh, he's doing that. Well, I was like, oh, mate, I got I got no idea what I'm looking at. That, that jab looked good. Well looked done. great. Well done. Yeah. Well done, Ross. So you know the 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 pro show starts and Peter he was so professional. You know he just he just go down 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 touch down yeah. touch yeah move yeah. back. He was so professional. Yeah. And, um, you know, he just kicked the show off and, you know, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And I'm here with Tanira Nathan, uh, an amateur boxer, 2-0 in the heavyweight division. Tanira, welcome. 
uh, thank you very much, Peter. It's um, it's good to be with you. <laughs> and then next question. <laughs> and then bang, we're on. And you know, we only commentated the pro fights. I think there were six or seven uh, pro fights that night. And just the two of you. Just the two of us. But did the whole show. My wife was sitting right beside me, and thank goodness she was because my palms are as you know just as sweaty as they are now. Um, but but man, I loved it. Yeah. And and you know he looked after me pretty much. Did you tell him that you'd never done it before? No. <laughs> <laughs> is that on, is that on our agenda? Brilliant. So yeah, so I, you know when when I got there, they you know and it's funny it's funny you asked that because the production manager he um. He actually said to me, he's like, when when I got there, he's like, right, so you got your mic, so you got your headset here, here's your volume, here's Pete's mic. Where, where's Pete? I said, oh no, he's coming. Right, you, you've done this before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, no, I've done this for years, mate. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, good. All right, walks off. <laughs> that's, that's, Never done that's it before. Your introduction. That's to, my to TV media. <laughs> that's my introduction. First show, boxing mania on Fox Fox Sports, Tweed Sports Club. Never done it before, but I got to give it to my coach because you know. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Why? Like, why did he? How did that come about? Well, he 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 put me forward, and you know, my co- you know he my coach he, he boxed for Australia, and um you know knows everyone on the Gold Coast when it comes to when it comes to boxing. Yeah. Um, but you know he pretty much put me forward with the confidence that that you know not necessarily with my fight knowledge, but with this yeah. <laughs> with this I'd be able to see what's happening, deliver it well. And 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 make it happen. Yeah. And then you know once once we wrapped the show and and closed it off, um, you know that was one of I think I did about six boxing manias after that. I think. What was the like after that? What how did it kind of how did it run? Did you go like back to back or was it just like? So I did boxing mania one with that was the first one. Well, was the first one with with Peter Maniatis. Um, so what happened after that? Show wrapped. Everyone's show wrapped. Everyone's good. happy. Thank yeah. goodness I got out scot free. Did you get paid for that? I did, I did, I did. I got a hundred bucks cash, did, and you know what? I did, wasn't even expecting it. Did they say at the end, "Here's your, here's your pay"? Yeah, no. It was, it was, or uh, they'd say, "How much do you want?" No, no. The promoter just got it. They, I think it was just, just one. Of, I think it was um, Nick. Yeah, Nick Midgley. He was the the head coach at King Kingscliff Boxing State. Was he pretty much just said, "Oh, did the boys give you any coin?" I was like, "No, no, no, mate. It's all right. I just, I'm just here for the experience." No, 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 no. Here, take that. Take that. Go, go get some dinner on the way home. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is more than I bargained for. Because for me, my mindset honestly was this is a one and done. Yeah, like once I'd done this, I was just like, yeah, sweet. I think I think you know we wrapped the show, and I think you know after I spoke to spoke to Nick, got paid unexpectedly, you know, got in the car. It took me like ten minutes just to wind down. I was just like, what just happened, you know? But I loved it. Yeah, I loved it, and you know. It wasn't like the light bulb come back on. It was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. What it was is like, I want another one. Yeah. You know, I want another one. So I think, I think I don't know if you remember this, but I ended up posting up something on my Facebook and it, I don't think I had, did I have Insta? I don't know if I had Insta. I didn't put it on Insta, but I put it on my Facebook and I was like, you know, your classic inspirational, motivational post from a nobody. Um, you know, great night commentating for Fox Sports. Loved it. And from that, I think I had about two or three other promotions contact me say, Hey, we've got an MMA show coming up. Hey, we've got a boxing show coming up. Just what, out, out of the blue. Just out of the blue. Yeah. So one of my mates, uh, Lance Lausa from Ipswich, he did a show called um, Nitro. Yeah. And that was the next show I did after Boxing Mania. So I went and did MMA. I barely know boxing, but here I am commentating MMA. <laughs> but the thing was with with Nitro and with MMA, it was only seven pro cards, and I had a bit of time to prepare for that one. What what was your preparation? My preparation was watching a ton of fights. <laughs> All right, he said he said that. Well, yeah, right. Joe said this. John Anik said this. Right over to you. But the good thing about that one is I was I was I was in the um, they call it your your play by play. So yeah, your okay. lead your lead play by play position. So you know, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. Blah 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 blah. Don't necessarily have to talk about um, the, the the analysis the of the tec- fight, yeah, so the techniques, the, the techniques and, and things yeah, yeah. like that. But I'm more comfortable in that play-by-play role. So when it goes to the ground, over to you, Ross, so to speak. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I did Nitro with a guy called Daryl Martin. And, and what was the time frame between the first one and the second one? Two weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> two weeks. So it happened real quick. Yeah. And then from from Nitro, Daryl has as a good friend called Cam O'Neill. Cam O'Neill was the head promoter of Eternal Today. He forwarded my number to Cam. And that's how I got in with Eternal. Yeah. 
I don't know, 30 shows later. I think we're up to Eternal 61. I started Eternal 35, 25 shows, 26 shows later. So how many did you do in that? Eternal. So you did that first one, did the second one, and then how many did you do in that year or like? I think in 2018, I did, I think I did, I think I did 11 shows. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I did, I think I did three. I think, I think they had three boxing mania. They might have four. Three or four boxing. Yeah. And I think I did four or five MMA plus emceeing the amateur shows as well. Yeah. So, yeah, from, from, from mid-2017 to the end of 2018, probably did about 14 or 15 shows. And then, then you said you got picked up with Eternal. Mm. And they're like in, in the scheme of things, yeah. if we go again, PCYC, yeah. Tweed Sports, Pro Boxing. Like yeah. that's, we're talking about different, yeah, different yeah. sports. Well, Eternal Eternal's the promotion. Yeah. So Eternal's the promotion and they're to be honest, they're probably leading the way when it comes to MMA. So like a big that's like a big deal. It's a it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they'll probably slap me next week if I don't say it's a big deal. But no, look, it, it is a big deal. And if, you, if you've watched any of their shows, you know, they're on UFC Fight Pass. And I started with them when, you know, they were just live streaming on YouTube. Yeah. Um, if you look at the the improvement of the production from when I started right up until today, you'd, you'd think you're watching the UFC. Yeah. The production is that good. But in order for the production to be that good, the fights have to be good as well. Gotcha. So, you, you know, you'll have, you know... a ton of good fighters wanting to fight an eternal yeah um you know there's other good organizations around and i'm not you know kicking them to the side but you know not just because i commentate for eternal but from what i've seen mm. you know i definitely believe that they're you know the cream of the crop when it comes to um mma yep. and a lot of the fighters that afford an eternal have progressed onto the ufc so you got picked up by picked up by them yeah and then you did what's that like month monthly like every yeah. three months like well before covid before covid i think they had a plan of 2020 to do a show either every six weeks or every two months. Yeah, right. So I, I think it might have even been, you know, they were, they were doing like, I think this year we did shows back to back. So I think it was, et- I think it was Eternal 57 and 58 were back to back at the Crow Sports Stadium. And when you're doing it back to back and selling out, you know. So what's back to back like a week to- Friday, Saturday. Friday, yeah, right. Friday night, Saturday night. Gotcha. So when you're doing shows back to back, you know you're doing something right. Yeah. And selling out the stadium you know, you're doing something right. So, you know, had it not been for COVID, you know, I reckon they probably would have got through, you know, I don't want to speak for them, but they would have got through, you know, it's probably say 15 to 16 shows Hectic. Yeah. In, in one year. Yeah. For a local promotion, it's pretty good. That's Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. So I'm happy to be on board. So how many shows, do you know how many you've done total now, including the, the, the first boxing one? R- rough, oh, jeez. Roughly, roughly 30. 30. 30. So, yeah. uh, you know, 2018, three years, rough average 10 a year. Gotcha. Had it not been for COVID, probably more. And what? how long would a normal night go for? Like Probably five hours. So, you got a fair, fair yeah. few hours on the on the mic. Yeah, you'd want to hope so. Yeah, you'd want to hope so, especially at this level. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I think at this stage, look, I'm, I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, I, I never claim to know everything about the sport because I never will. Yeah. But I think, you know, when it comes to that communication side, you know, that's that's my strength. Yeah. You know, um, I have done the anal- the the analysis the analysis side, you know, for Eternal. Um, you know, and I think that's why I probably picked up my training. Should they need me to do that? Mm. Um, my coaches, you know, if you know Cam Bracewell, he's scorching me every day. Come to wrestling, come to jujitsu, because you need to know that side if you are in the analyst seat. Yeah, um, can't just get comfortable here. But yeah, I've, I've clocked up the hours on the mic, and um, hopefully there's and more on, to and come. on the mat as well. And on the mat, yeah, yeah, yeah. more on the mic than the mat. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's all happening. So you may you maybe touched on that a bit, but mm. the the business side of the commentating. Yeah. So at the moment you're mm. you get hired by Eternal. Yeah. Yeah. As just as a contractor. Yeah. Yeah. They just put obviously you're not you're not working full time. No. You just pull you in, and what they they roster you and say, look, we've got ten shows this year. Yeah. We want you on each show. Or yeah. is it like show by show? Like, hey, we need you. Yeah, I, well, I think that's the plan. I think um, I, I've had a few conversations with Cam and Ben, who's who's the other co-promoter, and. You know, I hope they're happy. You know, yeah. you know, to keep me on board. You know, I'm not, I'm not really looking at, go, I mean, going anywhere else to to commentate yeah. or NC. Not that there is anywhere else, but um, but you know, it's usually show by show. But I think, you know, I think, yeah, that they, they, they'll always reach out like two weeks before. Hey, mate, just want to see if you're free for this. Yep, and I, I've told them, you know, I'm, I'm happy to commentate exclusive for you guys. You know, earlier on, you know, they flew me down to Melbourne. Um, so you know, they had a show in Perth, which I was meant to go to, but 
obviously didn't end up going because I think it was because of COVID. Yeah, maybe or I was working one of the two, but um, but yeah, they they pretty much just you know individually contract me out so to speak. Yeah, and then I'll just go and do the job for them, and then that's that's a wrap for the night. But but yeah, it's it's been a really good journey and seeing them progress from from where I started to here today. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely on the right train. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So then, what what happens? Like, what's the the show fight experience like for mm. for you? Do you do you prepare? Do you need to like know the un, yeah. know the full card? Like, know the fighters? Yeah. Do you watch the fighters? Yeah. Do you do like voice like voice work? Like, what do yeah. you like? What what's your preparation? Yeah, my my preparation, my my preparation is pretty much the knowledge that I have of the fighters. The more I know the fighters, the more the more I'm going to be able to say all the more meaningful things I'm going to be able to say during the show. Yeah. So I think that's that's just come with, you know, with experience. I think that a lot of the fighters that fight on Eternal today either have or continue to fight on Eternal either in the past or Eternal, you know, they're they're signing guys exclusive now, which is which is a big deal. Yeah. Um so getting to know them, getting to know, you know, you don't really have to know their story, although I like to, you know, I'll always go in the change room and say, "Hey, mate, how you feeling tonight?" Um, all the rest, and then I'll just have my laptop sitting there. That's, a, that's what yeah. I've always wondered that with like NRL, you listen to like rugby, and like they yeah. know, like, oh, yeah, if they, I assume it's just like filler stuff, like, oh, so and so did this, or like, yeah, he came from here, <laughs> or he went to this school, like, yeah. they know like the background, yeah, which obviously adds to the adds to it. Yeah, yeah, oh, ex- exactly. I mean, with with rugby and rugby league, you have so much to talk about. Yeah, um, with with I guess if you're watching one fight per se, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's only two guys. So, two people, yeah. you know, the more I can get, the better. Um, you know, but if there's a fight coming up, you know, I'll follow them on Instagram. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to their mates. Um, might even go do a training session with them um, and then talk to them before the show. How's camp being? How are you feeling tonight? And then pretty much when they're walking to the ring, I'll have their record up. Yeah. Oh, yep. They fought this guy. They fought that guy. They're 7-0. They're undefeated. So-and-so is the champ. Yeah. He's coming up against the guy who's also undefeated. And you're doing all that prep work yourself, or does someone give you that? No, no, that, that, I do that all myself. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I do that all myself. Oh, it, it's pretty easy. It's all it's all online as yeah. far as the records and stats are concerned. Yeah. Um, but the finer details, like you know, so and so finished this guy by submission yeah. back in 2017. I was there. That that that's you know that's good stuff to know. And usually the guy next to me, um, you know, I've had some big names next to me. You know, guys that have fought in the UFC, Ben Alloway, Callum Potter, um. You know, I think I'm, I'm on the next show with Kyle Noak. He's one of the OGs from Australia who's yep. fought in the UFC. Man, they've just got years and years of of fight experience to, to share. Yeah. And, you know, what I've learned, especially after the last show, what I've learned is that the people that watch MMA, they're not just casual fans. Mm. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're looking for. They know what they're watching. So if I'm trying to BS a position on the ground or if I'm trying to, you know, make up something that I don't know, as good as it may sound, and I can make it sound pretty good, yeah. these guys will know. No, I call bullshit because you don't know what you're talking about. Which is why, which is why, when it goes to the ground or when it goes to the submission grappling side, over to you, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk, talk, talk me through this one. Yeah, but that won't that won't get me to where you know that won't that won't help me progress. Yeah, which is why I am doing the training and trying yeah. to learn more. And I do learn more as I watch more fights. Mm. Um, but you know, obviously, I am more comfortable in, in that position of yeah. play by play. Yeah. Do you reckon? Do, would you get hot? Like, do you get hired for that position? And then they generally have like your co-host would be the the more experienced in the actual fighting. Is that generally how it works? Is that the dynamic? Yeah, that's usually the dynamic. I mean, I, I've done both. Yeah. I mean, going back to boxing mania, you know, I started as I suppose boxing <laughs> boxing a little, a little like. Yeah, well, it's simpler in terms of you've just got your striking. Exactly. Well, I boxed, you know, yeah. and, and that's the thing. It's it's I'm not going out there completely blind. Yeah. It's you know, well, you know, I've, I've trained boxing for you know six or seven years. Yeah. Had a couple of corporate fights, as we spoke about. Yeah. Um. So I'm not necessarily going out there on a limb, not knowing what I'm talking about when yeah. it comes to distance control. Yeah. It's not. I suppose I'll probably get roasted for saying this, but yeah. it's not as complex as an MMA fight. No, not Where at all. you've got obviously the kicks, the grappling. Everything. Like everything, yeah. Everything. And when you say complex, it's complex for me because I don't know everything about, yeah. uh, you know, the finer details. Yeah. And I'm happy to to admit that, which is why I have help. But I think for me, I want, I want to be able to do both. Mm. And then maybe later on down the track, focus on what I enjoy the most. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like it's mm. a deadly, deadly combination. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. And just going back to the co-hosting stuff, do you mm. know who the co-host is? ahead of time yeah yeah definitely yeah always yeah, okay. ask yeah, always yeah. ask yeah i think uh have i ever had no i don't think i've ever had any uh any bad experiences yeah um but 
you know, it's it's you know, like like me and you having a conversation. It's it's like music. You know, if if you're trying to sing loud and I'm trying to sing loud, it's just noise. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you have someone who's you know, quite knowledgeable, they're giving to this section of the audience. Then I'm coming in and, you know, finishing the the, the climax of the fight and, and yeah. ma- making it the entertaining side. You've got the entertainment and the educational. Is that is that agree- agreed to ahead? Like, do they, like, if you sit down next to someone, like, yeah. if you've spoken that ahead of time, like, yeah. okay, obviously you, you're, you're a lot more experienced than yeah. you. you're the, they're the analyst. Like, Definitely. It, yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to agree to it because I, I don't think, I, me personally, I haven't had any experiences where I've clashed with someone and say, hey, buddy, look, listen. I'd never do that. But yeah. if they do that to me and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm the play-by-play tonight. Can you analyze? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how much you're going to get out of me, but if that's what's going to help us cooperate more on the mic, gotcha. yeah. then whatever's best for the fighters, whatever's best for the promotion, I'm happy to do that. Even yeah. though I'm confident to do the play-by-play, hey, you want me to analyze jujitsu? Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're going to get though. <laughs> Mate, we're going to break the internet with this one. I'm yeah. telling you now. <laughs> What's uh What's been the best experience of the commentating side of it? Any Any pinch me moments or? Yeah, there, there, there's been a There's been a couple. Um, pro- probably, probably just probably just being there. Probably, probably just being there. I think, I think even even today, you know, when oh yeah, you get goosebumps thinking about it. Even, even today, you know, we got a show coming up, Eternal Sixty One. It's a big big title fight, and you know, some of the guys on that card will probably end up fighting in the UFC. Um, I think one of the most memorable moments I had was commentating um, my mate and sparring partner, Sam Dobb, commentating one of his fights. Yeah. Um, he fought a really, really good guy called Nick Kep, who lost in a split decision. Um, either way you see it, you know, some of us thought he won, but, you know, we're not going to contest the decision. But I think when I was commentating that fight, just knowing that, you know, I was a part of his camp as a sparring partner, um, I also do a little bit of managing for him as well. And then seeing him fight, it was almost like a, like a proud moment you know yeah. you're seeing one of your mates you know in his underwear with four ounce gloves on fighting another man you know putting it all out there on the line because that's what he loves to do i'm in the booth yeah doing what i love to do um that that, that was a big moment for me because it was kind of like you know that 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 three-month journey leading to that moment it was kind of like yeah well you know did you know three months ago before the fight that yeah, you were definitely. commentating yeah, 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 yeah. So I awesome. told him, you know, I don't think I told him until a month. Ago. I was like, oh, bro, I won't be in your corner, but I'll be, I'll be commentating. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that'll be sick. Yeah. I was like, no, oh, but it was, it was really cool. So that was a good moment. Just, just, just being there, yeah. you know. Like I said, going back to that first experience, you know, you know, I was pinching myself at, at Boxing Mania One. I'm still pinching myself, <laughs> you know, in in two weeks. And it's not just because you know it's on Fox Sports or because it's for Eternal on UFC Fight Pass. That's great, but I think. You know, for me, this is something that I just thoroughly enjoy. I mean, I, I would do it for free. Yeah. Don't tell them that. I'm not going to do it for free. I'm not going to do yeah. it for free, but I would do it for free. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's how much, you know, I've come to love the sport yeah. and I've come to respect these guys for, for doing what they do in the cage because it is. You're, you're completely vulnerable when you're in there. Which is the reason I'm not in there. Which is the reason I'm suited and tied, you know, on the <laughs> on, side. On the outside, yeah. Because I have so much respect for these guys, and you know, when, you know, for me anyway, when I watch a fight, when I watch, you know, the big superstars like your, your Israel Adesanya or or, or your Francis Ngannou, you know, one thing I always remember is not just how they finish the fight, but what you hear. You know, the big Joe Rogan expression, the big, yeah. the big climax that the commentators, the excitement that they give, not just to the crowd but also to the fighters. Yeah, that's what I want to give to them. And that's that. That's what I love doing because I get excited. Yeah. Because I love the sport. Love it. Bit of a rant there, but you know. no, no, good, it's good. <laughs> you need all the content you can get, right? <laughs> final thing. Final things yeah. I wanted to to get your thoughts on. Yeah, sorry, and man. obviously coming mm. as as you've mentioned a few times, you're not you definitely no pro in, yeah. in any kind of. Mm. Be obviously compared to me, yeah. I would say you'd you'd be up there in terms of my experience because my experience has been hurls wrestling on the mat. That's about well, it. Me and you both, mate. <laughs> um. So, if what advice would you give someone, or what recommendation would you give someone like me mm. that, in reasonable shape, train a couple yeah. of times a week? Yeah. If I'm wanting to start, which I actually am interested in doing it, yeah, training MMA, yeah. not to be a fighter, just purely for the yeah. the fitness side of it. Yeah. What, what do I do? I go to a gym? Do I go to an MMA gym? Do yeah. I go to a BBJ? Uh, what is it? B, BJJ. BJJ. Gym? BJ. Yeah. Do it like what? Where should I start? What yeah. would your suggestions be? Is it boxing? Like, what? What would you would you say? 
it, it depends on what you want to do. If I mean, if you've got experience with with wrestling and with grappling, you'd probably enjoy something that's familiar. You know, like like myself, I love the wrestling, I love the grappling side. Um, so I went to an MMA gym. Yeah. Um, you know, three weeks later down the track, you know, I was in, I ended up doing everything: boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, jujitsu. Um, I think I think the main thing would just be to start. I mean, yeah. even if you know. If you go, if you if you went, I just want to try boxing. Just show up, and you know, one of the misconceptions that I had was, you know, I'm going to go there and get bashed. Yes, yes, <laughs> you will, but it's not like that on your first experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, fight gyms in particular, they're extremely welcoming mm. to new members for people that are willing to learn. Yeah, because you know, coaches and and you know, other fighters and you know, gym owners, they know how daunting it can be. Yeah, you know, for not your average Joe, but just for, you know, someone who's had a background in fitness, played footy and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it, it was daunting for me just to step in there and just to do, you know, an hour on the bag, just yeah. being in that environment. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Mm. And I think even going back to PCYC in 2016, um, you know, I didn't go there. I, I went there with my mate, you know, one or two times. But, you know, I just ended up loving the the, the training. It was something new, it was something refreshing. So mm. that, that that would be my recommendation. Just just show just up. Start. A lot of these gyms have a have a have a one week free trial. Go and do that. Yeah. Just go and do that. See how you like it. And the chances are is is you will like it because, you know, especially if you if you've been doing a specific type of training, you can go stale, you can plateau. You know, you, you can find something refreshing and new um um in MMA and BJJ. And like I said, you know, when with boxing, it definitely helps with this yeah and i think a lot of you know men our age you know we definitely need that yeah for sure so that that'll be my message just just start just show up say hey i'm new can you help me yeah <laughs> it takes it takes a bit of humbling but yeah it's worth it yeah and if we said it's probably a bit hard but like if you said what would be the primary focus to getting better mm. would you say focus on cardio or focus on like technique a combination of both. Yeah. I, I think that the way that, from my experience, the way that classes are designed, they, they, they do they do focus on both. Yeah. I think that if you have a coach in the gym, he'll probably want to focus on the technique side because you can't necessarily go away and teach yourself technique. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can watch YouTube videos, but that doesn't help. I think that, you know, when I do go to a certain class, whether it's the beginner's class or the fighter's class, it is technique based. Yeah. Um, and you can do your cardio in your own time, like your runs or your or your skipping, yeah, um, things like that. Um, but when you're doing your technique, there'll always be time to you know do a bit of light sparring at the end. And I think you know a lot of coaches do allow that. Yeah. But I think you know yeah, go go to the gym. It will be tech eighty percent of it will be technique both technique focused, and then you can do your cardio outside of the gym. I mean, obviously, I don't do my cardio outside of the gym. But <laughs> <laughs> the technique side when I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it works. Any what what do I need any gear to get started? You got a mouth guard from 2009, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's either straighter now than they were back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a mouth guard, 16 ounce gloves is probably prefer preferable. Um and then if you go into like a BJJ gym, they can they can they can lend you a gear until you buy buy one. Yeah. Um but the main gear would just be mouth guard, 16 ounce gloves. Um and then you know six weeks, eight weeks down the track, you might get a headgear for some sparring, some shin, shin pads for some kickboxing, depending on where you want to go with it. But I mean, I've, I mean, the only gear I've still owned to this day is just a mouth guard and 16 ounce gloves and some shin pads. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's all you'd need. What's the, obviously we're here on the Gold Coast, what's the more popular gyms mm. that would you would, any suggestions? Look, there's a few. I mean, obviously, you know, I train in Bundle only because it's close. Yeah. Um, Carlson Gracie, BJJ, Primarily jujitsu focused, but they do have MMA, wrestling, and boxing classes there as well. Um, this this end, you, you've you've got heaps of gyms. I mean, you've got CM, CMBT. Um, they've got a few fighters out of there. I mean, if you head further further north on the way to Brisbane, Southside MMA um, is is another reputable gym as well. Um, your local PCYC, Narang, Bundle, Ashmore. Yeah. Um, as far as MMA gyms, they used to have a lot back in the day. I know Prophecy Fight Center. I don't know if they're still in Surface Paradise. Um, there's not as many as there were probably say ten years ago. Um, but I mean, you just you just jump online. I mean, obviously, I'm going to plug the ones I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 there but there's heaps. And um, and I think you know most of your experience will come from your relationship with your coach. Mm. And you know, but but I've, I've never had a bad experience, and I've trained at. You know, you know, most of them heartbreak conditioning um, out at Narang as well. You remember heartbreak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
tires and chains. Tires, tires and chains. Well, they've still got the and tires hammers, and chains and, and the hammers and everything. They do they do the conditioning side. But um, Cole Smith, you know, he's we're, we're sparring out there um, this week actually. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a couple of a couple of fighters out there too. They got a cage. They got a ring. So you know, have have a look. I mean, any any any, any gym any gym. And any coach will, will will be very inviting to yep. new members like me and you. Nice. <laughs> and uh, probably should have asked us at, at the start, That's what's right. your um your show name just to wrap things up? Show name. Show name. <laughs> Stage name. Stage name. Well, I mean, there's only what was my nickname at school? Tea time. I think you're the you're the, only, you're the only one that calls me that today. Get on board, get on board, lads. But uh, you know, you, usually, usually I'll give an introduction. Uh, my name is Tanira Nathan, better known as MCT, your cage side commentator this evening. Love so, it. so MCT, I'll, I'll go with that until um, until until it either burns off or I get sued for copyright. So. <laughs> Or sponsored, yeah, or sponsored, and they say they got to ditch the nickname. So, uh, yeah, MCT, excellent, yeah. good chatting to you, mate. Thank you. This has been awesome. Final words of wisdom. Final words of wisdom from me or from, from you? Me, from me. Um, look, in my experience, there's uh, not much wisdom that comes with it. But um, no, look, I-, I love what I do. I love what I do, and you know what started out as just something to see if I could actually do it and enjoy it. You know, has allowed me to commentate thirty plus shows within the space of three years, and um, and hopefully plenty more. And like I said, I don't know everything, but I love the process of learning, and I've got a lot to learn as we've uh, found out from this conversation. But no, no, I love it, mate. And um, you know, hopefully, there's thirty plus shows more to come, and we can come back for episode two. Excellent, <laughs> MCT. Thank you very much. Thank you, Roscoe. If you've enjoyed this episode of More Than Money, make sure that you subscribe to keep up to date with all of the latest episodes. And feel free to like, comment and share with a friend.